<laughs> I don't know what changed in my life, but at some point I stopped getting excited for things until it's like the time that it's happening. Well, I think that's also just because you're getting older. You have a lot more on the go. When you're younger and your only, you know, responsibility is school and homework, then if you have a trip coming up or anything, you can really focus on it. But between bills and work and for you school and and friends and all that stuff that you need to balance you don't really have time to think about something that's not here yet so you're so much more optimistic about it like I feel like it's more you don't want to get disappointed you know what I mean like if you get super excited for something and at the last minute it gets canceled then you're gonna be upset about it whereas like if you were pretty excited but it's more like once you're actually on the flight to that trip or you know what I mean then when that happens, you get excited, then, I mean, you're just, dis- what's the disappointment then? You're on the flight going there. Wow, that's a very negative approach to have. <laughs> I don't know why I'm like that. I feel like, for the most part, I'm pretty optimistic, right? Yeah, I think you should work on that, though, because, like, don't anticipate that things are going to go wrong. Be, like, hopeful and, I guess, optimistic that things are going to be executed like they should be, and be understanding and okay with, you know, if things sometimes don't don't go as planned like that's okay that's a part of life as well you debbie downer i think it's so funny that we started talking about this it has nothing to do with our topic by the way listeners we just literally i pressed record and we were just katie was just asking me if i'm excited for a trip that i'm going on and i was just talking to her about it and i hit record and we started so there we go welcome see i'm the opposite before we go into today's episode i'm the opposite like let's say i book a trip that's eight months down the like down the line, I don't think about it too much because I know it's far away. But then as soon as it's close, it seems like it can't come fast enough. Like mm. let's say I want to buy some clothes online and I kind of make a basket and then I don't buy it. And then I go on a few websites and then I think about buying them and then I don't. And then when I finally am like, okay, I'm going to purchase these few items, like those seven business days cannot come fast enough you know what I mean once it's you can see kind of the light at the end of the tunnel you can it's so close you can grab it kind of thing that I'm like oh my god I have no patience for this yeah no I feel that I I think that that will change a little bit I think it's just you know it's one of those things where like if you get excited and then it doesn't happen you're upset so um it's just managing your expectations I guess but I definitely think that like that can change too because if you have a really exciting like Euro trip coming up, you're going to be talking about it for a couple months getting excited about it. But it's interesting because people will be like, oh, are you excited for this? Are you excited for this? Are you excited? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, it should be cool, but it won't hit me until I actually get on the plane. And that's just kind of my approach has been recently. Maybe it will change. <laughs> Maybe it will. <laughs> I just want to, before we start this episode, I want to shout out the listeners that we have across the world. We were looking at our stats for Is This Adulthood and the crazy thing is, is that we have listeners from <laughs> Katie's sucking on a chip. I feel like you remember the one time we had hot Cheetos and you were sucking on the hot Cheetos. You're literally Katie Jones. Now she's chewing it. No, I have always been a chip licker. Oh, so even if you weren't recording, you'd be licking this chip. Yeah, yeah. It used to really bother my friends because I like like to lick. Okay, here's a little like gross fact about me, but it's when I was younger. So. I still, as an adult, like lick both sides of my chips because I love the flavor and then I eat them. But as a little kid, this is so gross. I used to like take a chip, lick both sides and put it down on like a table or on a plate. 
and I would do that for like 20 chips and stack all these moist chips up. Oh. And then I would and then I would eat them. Okay, so I'm officially looking for a new podcast co-host. <laughs> That's disgusting. You used to put the moist chips on top of each other as they melt into each other's and then you would shove all of them in your mouth all moist and stuck together. That's exactly what I would do. Gross. Um, so yeah, we're going to give a shout out to we have listeners around the world. We have listeners in the US, in Canada, Russia. We have people listening to us in Costa Rica. Oops, I just had a chip. It's really cool to see those stats because if it says people like United Kingdom listening, that to me makes sense because I have family there or Australia because obviously I've talked a lot about it. I live there. <laughs> And, you know, you have family in the U.S. because your parents used to live in California. So those stats make sense, right? But then you hear, like, Costa Rica and Russia. I personally don't know anybody that lives there. No, me either. So that's just kind of the really cool part of the internet is how people, like maybe those um, those listeners in Costa Rica, let's just say, are Costa Rica? Costa Rica. I don't know. I think it's Costa Rica. Costa Rica, but they maybe they say Costa Rica. Costa Rica, I think. Yeah, I think so as well. Like, are those people just avid podcast listeners? So they're constantly trying to find uh, just new podcasts to listen to or trying to find like the next influencer and that's how they stumbled upon us? Or does my cousin, for example, have a friend that's living in Costa Rica and she said, hey, you've got to listen to my cousin's podcast. Like, how does the word get out? How do the how do the listens happen? Well, let us know. I mean, DM us at Is This Adulthood on Instagram and let us know if you're in one of those countries. How did you hear about us? Because we would love to know. I think that's really interesting. And yeah, thanks for listening. Okay, so we today are talking about keyboard warriors now we don't want to get into the whole social media aspect because we do talk about that a lot I mean we talk about it a lot because it's very relevant and a very huge part of our millennial age demographic but let's not focus on the social media part what we want to address talk about discuss is the concept of the bravery behind the keyboard and how so many people become so much more open, so much more um, conversational on the internet, or how people can go to the dark side and become really horrible people. And I guess we're kind of talking about the whole commenting thing. So I think you see like a lot of shy kids, for example, that once they go home and they're, they're on their computer, whatever they're using, they can start to, you know, become quite confident because they're not having to have face-to-face conversation and that's their kind of world that they can express themselves and have a little bit more confidence. Then you see the people that take to the internet and can kind of use it for a way of attacking and bullying people. So kind of what's what's your opinion on it and have you ever experienced that? Yeah, well, it's interesting because when we were talking about all the people that are listening to our podcast around the world, you mentioned something really interesting, which is that the internet can be such a great place in connecting people. And I still agree on that. It just sucks that there's such a small percentage. And I think they're called the vocal minority. You know, there's there's people that are part of the minority of the internet, which go to those dark places, which comment hateful things, hurtful things. You know, people get death threats sometimes online of from complete strangers and maybe even someone that they know. It's just an awful thing that people go to that. But that has such an effect on people that people remember those 
things that have happened to them and they associate maybe the, their online presence with that. There's been celebrities that have t- turned off their comments because people get so hateful in them. So I, I've, I've, I've experienced it before. I've experienced, you know, people saying mean things to me on the internet. Some people I know and some people I don't know. And wow, like that's, that's crazy. I guess that really draws the line in the sand about how we are different with our social media. Like I don't, like you have, you said like over 2,000 followers. Like what do you mean you've experienced like bullying? Like what? Well, it doesn't really happen now because, you know, it's, I think as we get older, people realize that you shouldn't really do those things. But I remember like back in the day, like in high school even, I remember getting a text from an acquaintance and she was just so rude. Like she was just so mean to me. And it's like, those are the things that stick stick with you where they're where they're saying such like, mean things whether it's about your appearance or about how you are or you know maybe even like a physical threat or something like that and I think there were times in my high school and middle school career you know where maybe I was a bit of a s disturber like you know just being like an annoying kid or or s disturber I don't want to swear but you know like a sh disturber s disturber oh my god I was a sh disturber and you know maybe people didn't like that and they but the thing is is that even if you're a bit annoying which I probably was in middle school and a bit of high school I still don't think that you should take it to the level of saying hurtful things or hateful things and there were people that were like that to me and then in university I had a university website which would uh, you know publish articles and sometimes I'd be sassy on it just to kind of play a character and get a reaction and people would say mean things they would say mean things to me and they didn't even know me Uh, and you know I've had experiences with it and it's unfortunate and what's interesting is that we found a stat that one in five Canadians in a survey from uh, I believe it's from stats can age 15 to 29 one in five internet users has said that they've been cyber bullied or cyber stalked the whole cyber bullying thing to me is such a weird part about humanity and where people can go. So I'm not someone that really tends to read the comments on different posts, but I have before and I just shake my head about how ridiculous people can can get. I mean, let's just say there's like an episode of a show that airs and somebody, I love the people that try to keep it real. They're like, sorry, honey, just gotta be real with you. You know, that shirt did not look good love you but you need to it's like who are you like what are you doing keeping it real and then somebody can like be like you don't even know her don't attack her like that and then these people from who knows where they're like separated are like having this feud to me i'm like what the hell but my boyfriend loves to read the comments really yeah he he like loves to read the comments and he will just he'll laugh because people are so ridiculous like but one thing I want to talk about is, you you know, the people out there that can be really horrible, like say really horrible things, though, the, the individuals that can do the death threats and stuff. If you are one of those people that goes to that point, do you think that they share that with their friends and family? Like they, their peers know that they're one of those people. I, it's interesting because that's, that's, a good point is these people as ridiculous as they are when you read some of these comments and it's not just in other places you know it's not just in the u.s that these comments are happening if you read an article that's posted from a canadian media outlet and you read some of the comments in there people get wild right like it's it's around the world that this is happening where people become keyboard warriors 
People get wild. I love you today. I love you always, so. That's funny. Yeah, continue. Sorry. So yeah, keyboard warriors, you know, if you saw them in person, they're probably the ones on their phone texting or or in the grocery store all quiet in a corner. Oh my God, yeah. And, you know, but meanwhile on the internet, there are these wild people that go on and comment rude things to people that they don't even know. And what I find interesting about what you said is that those people, maybe they don't have friends or family. Maybe they have some family, but maybe they're not as close with them. I couldn't see someone coming and... Okay, so I guess people could come from stable homes and do this. I'm sure it happens once in a while. But I think a lot of these people, uh, my dad has a quote, hurt people, hurt people. Hurt people, hurt people. So I think that those people that are making those terrible comments online, I'm sure there are some people that come from good homes, good families with a good friend group. I think there's a lot of people out there that are hurting that maybe that's their, their only attention that they get. Maybe they don't have friends or family. Like, how could you, we were talking about this. How could you go on there and spend all this time arguing with someone online and, you know, being rude to them and saying mean things about someone you don't know when you have a social life, when you have a work life, when you have school, when you have a podcast? Like, when are you going to have time to do that? You know what I mean? If you're keeping busy and you're around people you love, you won't be on the internet commenting hateful things, in my opinion. Maybe it happens once in a while, but I think a lot of these people, that's their only attention and that's the only kind of interaction that they get. And I definitely agree with you, honestly, 100%. But the volume of people that do take to commenting and being horrible is so much higher than we even understand. Like, I mean, you'll see certain, let's just say, reality stars that will make a post about like stop being so horrible like you don't understand how you're affecting my mental health when I speak about this I think of the the young lady Chloe Ferry she's um a cast member on the show uh she's a cast member on the show Geordie Shore which I love it's you know the uh English version of Jersey Shore filmed in Newcastle and I just it's awesome anyways she has had a lot of work done since the years that she's, you know, kind of found fame and been on this show. I mean, she kind of had everything done, you know, her boobs, her butt, her waist, her ears, her chin, her everything. And she does look slightly, you know, Heidi Montagish from 2011, whenever she did that. But she has taken to her social media more than once to just try to tell people like, you don't understand what that does to a person. Because if I say to somebody, you look 10 times worse than you looked before, I just think I'm saying that. But if you get 4,000 comments in one day saying, what have you done to your face? You looked way better before. You look plastic. Well, I don't think I would be in a very good state if I was told 4,000 times a day or whatever that I looked gross now or whatever the situation is. So the bravery that people feel behind the whole keyboard is just insane to me. Like, I'm not saying it's all like should be rainbows and sunshine and we like people can be mean to others. It's just a part of, you know, humanity, to be honest. But how people can just take to someone's profile and attack them and they don't know them just because they're a public figure or whatever I just I would be so mortified and embarrassed to find out someone that I interacted with was one of those people like could you imagine having a friend or having a neighbor or a co-worker and somehow finding out that they 
were one of those people that would go online and tell people to kill themselves or they're disgusting and they look like pigs and whatever. Like, I would be mortified. And I remember when I was in elementary school, there was one girl in my class that was bullying another girl and she ended up being suspended for it. And it was really childish, but not to say that it's acceptable, but we were also very young. For grown adults to attack one another, it's just... I couldn't imagine being that person. Like, what a gross quality. Well, exactly. And I think that, you know, the youth nowadays have it even tougher because of cyberbullying in a way. Because I know when we were growing up, the internet was around and it was still a thing. Like, you know, you've talked about those truth boxes or whatever they were called on Facebook where people could put whatever they wanted in there and it'd be anonymous. But, you know, nowadays people have Finsta accounts, you know, fake Instagrams where maybe they're making fun of someone or whatever it may be. Like, it's it's been happening for a while, but I think nowadays it's it's, you know... In some ways, it's getting better because people know that there's resources and they know that it's okay. But in some ways, it's it can feel like it's getting worse sometimes because there's so much more social media and there's so much more content for these people to comment on. I would just love to understand the psychology behind the person that gets to that place of feeling like it's okay to do that. You touched on hurt people hurt people, which I totally understand. You know, they say the bullying class is probably not that confident because, you know, you don't need to push people down to get higher in life, but some people do. But to understand the person that can actually open an app or whatever the situation is and tell someone horrible, vile, hurtful things, like what point in your life do you have to get to to be that kind of individual because I don't think I've ever once thought I need to write on this person's photo and tell them that they are a giant loser or an ugly person or whatever like I just my brain has never been wired that way I may think wow she's had a lot of plastic surgery I think I like her better when she was natural looking but I have never even had a slight inclination to tell that stranger that no me either All right, so for today's social media bump, I thought it would be good for us to talk about some resources for people that may be experiencing cyberbullying online. Oh, that's very good of you, Ryan. Well, I just feel like even if it's not in our demographic of people listening, maybe they have a cousin, maybe they have a peer, maybe they have a friend who's who's younger, who's experiencing this. And there's an interesting article on the Government of Canada's uh, public safety website, and it's listing some resources. So for example, there is needhelpnow.ca, which is an online resource. This is from the public safety website, by the way. It's an online resource designed to help youth who have made the mistake of sending sexual images of themselves to peers. So that's a resource for them. So maybe they've sent out a picture of themselves and maybe it's got shared around or maybe they sent it and then they regretted sending it. I don't under... Okay, that's great. Definitely, definitely useful website. I do not understand. Like, would you not be absolutely terrified to share someone's, you know, explicit photo and not worry about the ramifications that could come your way? Like you can get seriously charged. Your life can seriously be affected by sharing like nudity or explicit content from someone that didn't give you the right to do so. Like who do do people not think like, Hey, if I write this thing on someone's photo, I could seriously lose my job. Or if I share this photo of this female that, you know, has this picture out there, like I could be arrested on these grounds. Like I don't understand, but yes, helpful website. Say it again for anyone that needs it. 
Yeah, so it is needhelpnow.ca. Um, and just to touch on that, uh, recently Canada did enact uh, a law about that. Bill C-273, an act to amend the criminal code and then in brackets, cyberbullying. I remember them talking about doing that because in the past people were sending people's you know intimate photos around to their friends and and you know it is kind of a form of cyberbullying because maybe you sent it to one person and it made it so that there are ramifications legal ramifications from doing that that you're you can't do that you can't share someone's intimate photos or post them online now so i think that that's great that now that's in place to uh protect people especially you know youth uh that may not know about all these resources so that's another reason why we're going through these resources there's also kids help phone in canada which is a free anonymous and confidential phone and online professional counseling service for youth if you need help right now with cyberbullying you can go to kidshelpphone.ca or call 1-800-668-6868 and then red cross also is a program beyond the hurt and it's a program that teaches youth and adults how to recognize respond to and prevent bullying situations because you and i aren't experts we're just talking from our experience and just trying to do the right thing and talking about this and hopefully people if you do see someone that is in the midst of cyberbullying someone commenting on something being hurtful maybe you should intervene in fact actually you should intervene and if you feel comfortable doing so of course and tell them hey hey that's not cool yeah you actually look like an absolute jerk being rude like that i don't know when will bullying stop like it probably never will but i don't know people are insane if they think that they can just treat others in such a poor distasteful way and like think about it your life could be seriously affected by that (laughs) going back to the whole keyboard warriors thing i just find it absolutely bizarre and then like you said before some people will turn off the comments but then you're wondering you know there's always the good with the bad so if i make it so that nobody can comment on my photo i've eliminated having to read like negative or horrible comments but then you also may be curious you know what are the good things that people could be saying that i'm missing out on so i feel like a lot of people in the limelight kind of go back and forth with that like you know i'm being bashed right now so I don't want to read anything but then you think but what am I also missing out on for the people that support me and I don't know like the internet is a wonderful and scary place all at the same time yeah and there are comment controls now on Instagram where you can block comments from certain people you can hide offensive comments so hide comments that may be offensive uh so what does Instagram filter that yeah, it seems like that. I, I for some reason, I guess I have mine turned on. I don't know. Maybe that's an automatic thing. Um, hide offensive comment. Automatically hide comments that may be offensive from your post. So that must be maybe someone reports the comment. Maybe Instagram just has an algorithm that finds it. There's also a manual filter where you can hide comments that contain specific words or phrases from your posts. So that'd be interesting. So say someone is struggling with their weight. Um, Like, you know, before when we were talking about this episode, you had mentioned that there's a reality star that you follow and people just like comment stuff about her weight all the time. I thought you had mentioned that. Well, okay, let's just say like someone, you know, is always getting comments like, oh, you're fat or you're ugly. Then it seems that you can block those words from showing up in your comments. Fat or ugly or whatever it may be. I remember when Taylor Swift, everyone was commenting the snake emoji on her on her Instagram posts uh, because of the whole Kim Kanye West thing. And yeah, um, I'm sure a lot of you remember about that. Um, Taylor Swift basically was offended with some of Kanye's lyrics. Kim released 
audio from a conversation with Kanye and Taylor where it seemed like Taylor was okay with the song. She later said that she didn't hear a certain lyric of the song, which is offensive. Anyways, people went after Taylor Swift and commented stink emojis under her Instagram post. And they actually, uh, from what I remember reading, blocked the snake emoji from showing up. So all of a sudden you wouldn't see the snake emoji showing up on her comments. And I think Instagram actually responded to that and created these comment controls after that. So that's interesting. Now, another thing that I wanted to say uh, was you were talking about how, you know, you see a lot of these comments out there, right? We talked a bit about the vocal minority and how people saying rude and negative things can sometimes be the thing that we notice the most, which is really sad. It's kind of, It reminded me of restaurant reviews, for example. If something's really, really, really good, you're maybe going to write a review, right? If it's, if it's pretty good and you had a great time, you're probably not going to take the time to write a review. If something is negative or you feel strongly about something, you're going to write a review. Maybe not you or I, but people are going to write a negative review. So those reviews are going to fill up, whereas all the people that had a good time aren't writing reviews. So I almost wonder if it online, people writing all these hurtful things, they're the ones who are taking the time to write a comment. Do you know what I mean? If you like someone's post that you don't know, that's probably all you do is like it. If you know them well, you'll probably leave a comment too. Whereas people that don't know someone, if they're feeling a certain type of way and they want to be negative, they're going to comment. So do you think that that's part of the reason why you're seeing so many negative comments show up? Well, I feel like the people that are so persistent on writing those negative comments or those negative reviews. It just takes a certain person. Like, I mean, let's say like for a restaurant, for example, there's all different places that you can leave reviews. So like Google reviews, Yelp, Zomato. If you ever like try this, go to one of those review websites and look for a negative one where someone is feeling quite strongly about how their food wasn't good. I bet you they have taken that post with the photo they have attached and put it on every single one. Not just take into Google reviews to let anybody that reads Google reviews know, hey, this is my experience. They've got to let Yelp readers, Zomato readers, Google review readers, everybody know that they were not satisfied. I feel like that takes a certain type of person. Um, people are so much quicker to write negative stuff over uh, positive stuff, I find. But for me, if I have an awful experience, and this is, just isn't me, I'm not saying it's the right way. But if I have an awful experience somewhere, I'll tell my friends. I'll say, yeah, I went there yeah. and I, I really didn't enjoy it. I maybe wouldn't recommend it. Yeah. But I wouldn't take to the internet because you know what? You don't know the ins and outs of that situation. Maybe something was going on. Maybe your waitress was having a horrible day. Like whatever. That I'm not just going to put something on the internet for anyone to read and make a point of affecting that business, you know? So... For me, that's not that's not how I roll. But I may say, yeah, I went there and I had a really bad time to a friend to appear. So yeah, I just the people that take their time to spew negativity is just I don't know. You just got to be a certain type of person. Yeah, and I definitely don't want to associate with those people. I've unfollowed people that are just negative on Twitter, for example, like just ranting about everything. There's a difference between, you know, bringing up a legitimate concern and actually taking the time to try to make someone feel bad. And that's the other thing with social media. Of course, like cyberbullying is wrong. We've talked about that throughout this episode and no matter what age you're at, but also think about, it's awful. You also have to think about 
the fact that even these brands that you're responding to, there's someone behind that account that is working their butt off to be a community manager, maybe one, maybe a couple of people who are running, uh, you know, a transit account that you're you're upset that your bus is late or your subway's late, or the university or college that you go to didn't have a snow day and other university or colleges did. And it's interesting because so many people will start ranting and saying horrible things to this account. And it's like, don't shoot the messenger. That's someone that goes home to their family, goes home to their partner, goes home to their pet, goes home and sits by themselves and read and reads a book. You're making their day worse because, you know, they may be taking it personally as much as they try not to. Can you imagine sitting there at work every day and reading negative comments directed to a message that you sent out? No, I mean, that would be horrible. And that's why I feel like people think that their voice is so important when they have the ability to write it out. Because you probably wouldn't go around in person telling mm -hmm. anyone and everyone your opinion on something because yeah. you are aware people don't overly or necessarily care. But hey, I have the ability to write it. Nobody can stop me. Nobody can tell me to stop talking yeah. or argue with me necessarily in that moment. I can say whatever I want and nobody can stop me. So... Yeah, the amount of power people feel behind a keyboard is um, quite an interesting concept, just how it's all changed. And whether you are ruining someone's day or intentionally attacking someone's looks, just stop and go have a pint and chill out. I like that. Have a pint and chill out or have a bath. You know, having a bath is nice too. Or have a bath or think about Ryan in a bath. Oh, I mean, maybe don't think about Ryan in a bath if you're out in public because you may get too excited. <laughs> That's a good point, actually. Okay, well, thanks for listening. And um, I would wholeheartedly believe that all of our listeners probably aren't those nasty negative people because I think that if you like what we share and like what we talk about, then you probably are a pretty awesome person. But to anyone that may be experiencing uh, the world of cyberbullying, um, just do whatever you can to disassociate it from it because whoever is doing that is probably hurting because hurt people hurt people. There we go. And I, I think like there are resources out there. Uh, we'll post on our Twitter at ITA underscore podcast that link uh, to the government public safety website where they link out some cyberbullying resources for anyone that needs it yeah just know that it does get better i know there's a campaign about it gets better and it's true and that's kind of with the lgbtq community and coming out and all that but it can also apply i believe in cyberbullying and especially to our younger listeners um, as much as it's hard for us as adults to see negative comments definitely still affects us being a young person and going through all these changes with puberty and relationships and growing up and maturing and school stress and all that. I'm sure it's 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 quite awful to have to deal with that while you're going through all those other things. So if anyone's listening that knows someone like that or if someone who's in that situation is listening, just know that there's hope out there. We hope that this podcast can brighten up your day a little bit and block those people. All, all the people I know, just to, just to give this, put this out there, the people that I know that were kind of mean to me back in the day, they haven't done much with their lives. The people that were, were nice, kind people, I've seen them succeed in life. So anyone that's listening, like if you know someone that's like that, they're probably not going to do much with their life anyways, and they're probably peaking in high school. And <laughs> Oh, God. And if they do 
want to be successful, I think that they're going to realize that what they did was wrong because there probably are successful people out there that were mean in high school or middle school. And I think that they probably realize and they they try to do good nowadays because they know that that was wrong. Um, I had someone actually apologize to me. Um, he was going to become a minister. And I guess he felt bad about some of the mean things they used to do in the past. And he actually took the time to apologize for me. And I, and I forgave him. Because he found God. There you go. Um, so yeah, thanks for listening. I hope everyone out there has a great day and just be kind to people, really. Thanks, guys. We love you. Peace, love, namaste. Bye. Bye.